Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is The Rich Eisen Show. I want to remind you all. This is the Rich Eisen Show with guest host Susie Schuster. The best teams in the NFL, top to bottom, are the Dolphins and the Vikings. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The Chiefs were an F minus. The Chiefs got an F minus. The Chiefs yeah. got Why? an F minus. The Everything Steelers got an F. Earlier on the show, Chris Mad Dog Russo, longtime NFL writer Peter King. Coming up, actor and roast master general Jeffrey Ross. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Susie Schuster. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show underway. Thrilled to be with you. Susie Schuster here with you. Christopher Brockman, Mike Del Tufo, hey, hey. Jay Felly coming in to sub for Mike Del Tufo, who's dumping us to go to Fox. Thanks a lot, Mikey D. I'm Mexican wow. Whatever. Wow. Priorities, Mike. Wow. Priorities. God, Whack. how many times do I have to tell you that? TJ, how are you? Great to be with you. I'm going to finish the hour. I'm just saying. I'm like, thank you for us, staying. You know, I'm here for you. Yeah, the candle yeah. is lit. The it's candle, not going anywhere. It smells incredible over here. It smells really nice in the studio Thanks. today. And it wasn't just yesterday's croissants, but that's neither here nor there. This has been a super fun show today, I think, anyway, if I must pat myself on the back. <laughs> Christopher Russo. I mean, dog, that was doggy. exhausting and so fun at the same time. I yeah. loved having him on. Peter King just joined us. Jeff Ross ahead as we talks about his movie, Ricky Stenicki. But first, we're going to go to Rich Eisen because it is your show, honey. And we haven't killed it yet. So we want to welcome <laughs> you in from Indianapolis. How are you? Hello from the field. Hey, hey, hey look at you. Oh, I love you fancy, huh? This is a flex or what? <laughs> fancy. Huh? Look nice. at us. I know how to bring my A game because I've already received texts from... Uh, from uh, your brother, that uh, the Mad Dog Russo spot was the best one he's heard in a very, very long time. So I can't wait to rewatch that back when I'm done with 19 million hours of combine coverage. Well, you'll be happy to know today. that uh, Chris asked me um, about Dave Canals because he was he got a little hot under the collar when we saw a picture of him, and he said, "What do you think of that guy?" And I said, "I like I like bald guys with beards." Yeah, <laughs> she got your back. I was uh-huh. like, "Where's Where's Canales now on the uh, coaching hotness rankings?" Oh, really? Yeah, well, like, um, Chris got a little flustered. Well, I, didn't, I didn't expect that. We need to get this out of the way now because guess who's going to be spinning it on this field on Saturday, but none other than Notre Dame heartthrob Sam Hartman. Ooh, yeah. He will be here, Suze, so I'm glad you're not. It, it's <laughs> creepy. I could be his mom. Not my type. Like I said, okay. I like okay. I, I like Sam has a balding guys with beards. Right? Thank right. you. Great hair. Thank great you. hair. So Chris here's also, a great story. Hold on. I got Chris, a great story Chris for also you. said that he wants you to ditch the pinstripes. He likes the gray look today. You yeah. do look very handsome. It's a great. Thank look. you. Greatly yeah. appreciated. All right. What's your so, story on your own show? Great story. This is <laughs> this is this is awesome. So um, there's a hallway that leads to the uh, the field. 
that um, a lot of prospects have to walk through in order to leave the field and get back to their hotel. And a lot of media folks sit there because they 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 have great access to players and coaches. It's it's a walkway that everybody's got to walk through. Okay, so I'm standing in this walkway yesterday, and for the first time, because I you know I've, we've had him on this show via Zoom, and I have a text relationship with him and a DM relationship with him because he's very special to me. Oh. Met for the very first time, Michigan quarterback JJ McCarthy. Now no. listen. What could only be better about this is who was I talking to at the time when JJ came up to say hello? Who of the media group that is here at the combine would be best for me to be chatting with (laughs) for JJ McCarthy to go ahead, go ahead and guess who would that be? TJ, you got it. Say it. I I said it was Breer. Was it? Was it Breer? You, sir, <laughs> unlike your time on The Price is Right, win a prize. <laughs> sir, you get more than a ping pong table. It was Breer. And it was Breer, just yeah. fantastic. <laughs> it was great. And I thought to myself, how do I handle this situation? With class, with class, how do I best handle the situation? And Breer just starts laughing. And he goes to McCarthy, you have no idea how great a moment this is for Rich. <laughs> and I said to I said to JJ, JJ, it's so great to see you in person for the first time. And it's so great for you to meet Albert Breer. And I didn't out him. I didn't out him. And oh. I actually thought to myself, I thought to myself, do I take a selfie yes. with JJ? No, the answer to that is no, because I will not use JJ McCarthy as a prop. He is my quarterback. <laughs> He's not a prop and an inside joke. I did not do it. I did not. He's my quarterback. And I just gave him a hug, told him what he meant to me, sent him on his way. And I will say this. Wow, restraint. Wow. Especially since since it was Breer's column where some unnamed executive called McCarthy lanky and that he's a stretched out Bryce Young. I will say this. You know, I'm six flat. I had to look up. I had to look up. And Breer is like six one. Breer's one of those uh, those those types that he's taller than you taller think than he you is. Think, yeah, yep. Yeah. Breer had to look up to him too, and I almost used the line of, "Well, Breer's used to looking up at JJ McCarthy," but mm. I didn't because I would not go there. Classy. But I do want to say this though: for anybody that thinks this kid is lanky, for anybody that thinks that this guy's not going to tip the scales at an impressive weight where you're going to be like okay like a little higher register let's see how he spins it here he is set up to crush this combine i'm telling everybody he's taller than you think he looked great i if i had a guess he's gonna he's gonna tip the scales at over 215 which is great for him then he's gonna come out here he's gonna spin it and everyone's gonna look at me one day and go you know what rich you were right and you guys know i like being right more than pretty much anything else in this world (laughs) And well, Breer was right there. Breer was right there. It was fantastic. And I took the high road, which made me feel even better. You know who else likes being right? That guy over there. That guy over there. Everybody loves being right. You know who likes being right? That guy. Rich, I made a great point. These guys laughed at me. And then Peter King came on and said the exact yeah. same thing I did. Yeah, he's feeling what a little smug right it was, now. It was great. What do you say? What, what did Peter King say? Oh, uh, uh, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, these guys uh, need to rehab. They need to go to San Francisco. They need to go to L.A. They need to go to these uh, play spots yeah. with the, where they can sit and learn and take in all the information from these great coaches. No, I agree. Uh, I hear you. Um, and, and 
I, I, I do believe um, from everything that I'm hearing around here that New England's going to take a quarterback third overall. It's going to happen, Chris. So Fantastic. get ready. I'm ready. Um, and they and they they might even just sit him. Hmm. Um, they might even just take the quarterback and sit him for a year because this is a whole reset and the crafts are all in on Mayo and vice versa. And, yep. you know, you, you might just have to wait uh, another couple of years to start a new documentary. You yeah, know but, what I mean? But who's going to start then? I don't know. They might get a vet. They might go get a vet. And, uh, you know, Jimmy G, why not? Jacoby right? Brissett. Like these guys are. Brissett, seriously. They're, like that's your. The, yeah. That's. That's they they might go get a veteran in the uh, in the free agent market and then take whatever slings and arrows like, oh, this is really your guy and your reset. And then they're going to draft third overall. They're going to take some kid and go to work. Sam Darnold. Chris, you were speaking about him earlier. Would you take him? Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be something? He's too young. He doesn't have the experience starting. No, but Jimmy G, I mean, he knows he knows he knows the roots. He knows 128, right? He's been in the uniform. It makes a lot of sense. I right. oh, got a favorite Dunkin' order. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, he's he likes a uh, he likes a big one. I mean, it's just, what, okay. Oh, we got we got. He likes big ones, TJ. Oh, <laughs> hey, Stop <Rich>. it. Hey, <laughs> stop it! I'm sitting here. I can hear you. Hey, hey, Rich, what's up? Hey, I can Rich. hear you. Hold on, hold on. Let me ask you a question. Poster on your wall, yes. Rich. What what poster of a lady on your wall did you have growing up? First poster. Um, huh? It didn't have to be lady. I thought yeah, it was it just like everything. any posters. Well, we ended up going to ladies anyway. I didn't. I did not. Um, my, my, I, I slept on mother. NFL logoed sheets, Major League Baseball logoed sheets. Nice. Um, uh, Joel and Evelyn Eisen did not uh, condone that sort of stuff. Um, poster, but if Rich? I did, if I did, it would have been that famous Farrah Fawcett one piece. That would have been it. The purple one piece. I think no, Scott no, had that, too. It was too. red, too. No, 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 I thought Heather Locklear red. and no. Heather Thomas were both red. She was red, too? No, Farrah was, she was red. She was red. Like dark, yeah. dark red. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I also I also had um, a Jacqueline Smith sticker on my <laughs> oh, yeah, you bike. Did. Yeah, you did. That was um, your angel of all the Charlies? Oh, Jacqueline Smith wow. was my angel. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. You're just learning about that, huh, Suze? <laughs> These are the things that you learn when you watch the I was going to say that I had a Jacqueline... I was going to say I had a Jacqueline Smith sticker on my Schwinn, but... I'm talking to my wife. So. Hey now. Hold on a minute. Come on, come on over here. Denise is here. Come on. Denise is here. Hey, Denise. Hold on. Long time, Rich Eisen show. You could hold it up right to that camera right there. Oh, that one. Yeah, I remember that one. That's a casual, casual Sarah. There you go. Denise is a factor. Why do they always wear a red one? It's just, that's just saucy and sexy. Eye-catching. Baywatch. Yeah, but Elle McPherson, did she wear red? She wore all colors. Yeah, she, she, she was equal opportunity, TJ. Yeah, that's, this is not the, this is not this the scouting you, I thought we'd be talking about. Isn't this what you about. expected? I think it's fantastic. When you, hugged, when you hugged J.J. McCarthy, Rich, did yes. you linger a little too long? Uh, no, um, because uh, there were others around. But when I see him later on, uh, he's slated hopefully to come up to the uh, the booth. Same with Blake Corum. Nice. Um, okay. By the way, there's, there's Wolverines everywhere. It's outstanding. <laughs> I don't know if you could see Jim Harbaugh's name behind me on the Ring of Honor, but there it is just behind me, actually. Um, there's 18 of them here. It is outstanding, and we're going to see a bunch of them today to start um, in about um, 50 minutes from right now. Right behind us right here is the 40-yard dash line, um, and we're going to see the defensive linemen, or as Warren Sapp refers to them, the heavy Chevys <laughs> will be out here, um, and then the then the linebackers will have at it. Uh, tomorrow's the defensive backs and tight ends, and then Saturday's 
the big day with the quarterbacks. Um, and I expect to see some defensive linemen out here that are just going to run four fours and four fives and just blow, blow you away. Um, and, um, and the linebacker group is not one that a lot of people are talking about very much. Um, and then, you know, the tight end group though, tomorrow night, um, again, after what we saw this year with Sam Laporta, um, just absolutely lighting it up and, um, um, obviously the, the Buffalo bills went ahead and, and got themselves Dalton Kincaid in the first round of the draft. Uh, Brock Bowers is going to be here tomorrow night. Like that's, that's going to be a, a nice star studded evening of tight ends. And then clearly the, the quarterbacks have at it out here. Um, and Caleb Williams, so many people are just talking about how, uh, again, he's talking tomorrow, but, um, how, you know, I did a radio hit with a, a bunch of guys from Chicago before I sat down here and they're, they're ready. Uh, I think, um, the, the Chicago fans are reading the writing on the wall that it's, uh, Caleb Williams. that's coming. He's already talking about like deep dish pizza and Jordan and Walter Payton, which means, you know, he's Googled Chicago sports. <laughs> um, and, yep. and I, I think, um, he's going to be the guy. I truly believe that that's what, what's happening. I don't want to tip my hand at the top five rumors that I'm hearing around here, but I, I would be stunned if we leave here on Sunday and I come back on the air Monday and the conversation is about how, uh, they got turned off by, uh, Caleb Williams and it's Justin Fields' gig. Uh, I would be stunned if that's the case. Yeah. So what are the rumors that you're hearing around there? Well, I don't want to say, Suze, that's my top five. I'm, I'm, I'm amassing. I'm amassing right now. I've that's got, for uh, tomorrow? I've got some notes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, did you see I'm in the Madden game? Did you yes. see that? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Well, I saw the video. What do you mean? I, well, I told, I told those you don't guys know this. this today, Rich. I told Mike and Chris, I'm like, you, were, you didn't realize Rich is in Madden? And Mike is like, yeah, I record him all the time. And I'm like, no, no, Mike, you don't understand. He is in the game. He's a player. Seriously, you don't know this? Did you know this you is know happening? This? Uh, Yeah. I've uh, just, you know, we've been busy with the bar mitzvah and stuff. And here it is. Here's the video. Huh. So they made, they, uh, <laughs> here I am as a jet. UB1. This is the ultimate team version of Madden. There's the, uh, UT are those your arms? Team. You are swollen. Are those <laughs> your, wow. Jeez. That 6 a.m. workout's so, really paying off for you. Here you go. So hold on a second. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> so you are able to, like, right now, my speed is 64, which is not very good. But if you score, my overall rating is 88. If you score 20 touchdowns, you could see, look at those numbers on the screen right there. I, I would have a rating that's even better than, because again, this is the ultimate team version. So there's Hall of Famers that are in this game. There are this version of, of Madden. And there are pro bowlers and all pros in this. And, and, and they made me a jet. But that 94 rating, if you score 20 touchdowns with me, which is going to be very difficult because if when you start out, if you will, using me, playing the, my version of me, um, uh, it's very slow. But if you score twenty touchdowns, I would have a rating higher than Gale Sayers. I saw that wow. yesterday in the game. <laughs> you really, you yeah. really kept that because I got a text from a buddy of mine oh, at five forty this so morning, cool. sending me the clip, going, "This is awesome." I'm like, yeah, he didn't tell us anything about. So we this. can replace Zach Wilson with you, Rich. Is no, Rich is a running back, back, right? I'm a running oh, back, a running Mike. Back. I'm yeah. sorry. I run. QB. I run. That's my. I'm sorry. That's I did my not gig. Know that. I'm sorry. TJ, Rich on, doesn't you... like to self-promote. Oh, I don't know if you know I'm that about him. I don't know how he held this so close to the vest. Like, if I'm – well, I can because I didn't say anything about Price is Right, so I can understand how Rich kept No, it I mean, we knew you were on the Price is Right. You just didn't know I was in Madden, nor did, nor did you, Suze. So here's – run that video one more time, if you don't mind. 
So you, you see the video, and I'm running towards the end zone, right, with the ball in this video. Yeah, don't you um, jump in or And something? so, yeah, here it is. Hey, here so you can see <laughs> it's running amazing. to the end zone here, okay? And I'm <laughs> tackled just as I'm about to score because I guess my speed isn't up there. And I guess that's Salah. That looks like Give Salah. me an attaboy there. Yep. All right. So, so of course, you know, I'm, I'm seeing the reaction. There's some people saying this, this is when the game jumped the shark. But most everyone is being very positive. Here's my favorite response. You can put up the, the tweet on the screen right here. Imagine if they... Yes! Come on, Madden! Fantastic. Now, Anthony Sanford, that is next level. Oh, that is, that's funny. That is amazing. And Anthony's got a dog in his, in his, uh, in his little avatar. So we like I like it. Yeah. But Not no, sure I held on you... to the ball, Chris. Not sure if he gave you an attaboy right. or if he right. was like, what the hell do you it get tackled like for? he was snatching them off the field. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Pulling him. Taking him no, eyes in. You know, that's, the end that's zone my was thing right here. there. Rich, I hope you uh, oh. took to Twitter today to notice some inspiration for you. Did you see Tom Brady run? Rich, yeah, I did. You, you can't get better with age, my friend. Look I at know Brady. that. I saw this. Look at this. He beats himself. 46 years, 22 years. He beat 12. Come on, let's go. Unbelievable. Rich, you got you got to just you. you can do it. Rich, you got to DM him. You, you're working you, out, you're training, I, you can do this. You got to you got to reach out to Tommy. That is if I already haven't, Sus. Come on now. Come on. Tommy. Listen. Tommy. I'm talking Tommy's, to you right Tommy? now. Hey, Tommy told me Tommy. he was going to train me. Tommy, do something. Come on. Look at this guy. He's like putty in your hands, Tommy. Turn him hey, into Reggie. a runner. Hold on a minute. Let's see. I mean, look at I think Reggie Wayne's right here. Oh, hey, Reggie. That's what we got. Hey, I don't know. We only got a couple minutes left anyway. Now but... we're going to break. Yeah, yeah, we got. Are you really going to break? Well, Come here real quick, Reggie. Reggie I'm, on, I'm on my show live. Yeah. This is one of the all-time greats. I mean, he's this. This is great radio. Reggie Wayne. He's I know radio. this is great for radio. <laughs> he's strolling over here. He's taking his time. By the way, he was much, he was much faster when he was on the Colts. Hey, listen. All right. Have a good rest. Right. Tell, tell Jeff Ross I said hi. I will. Okay? Let's enjoy, buddy. And I'll be on with uh, Daniel Jeremiah. Fantastic. We will watch you um, for hours, right. for hours and Thank hours. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Go Have fun. It. See you, bud. Love you, hon. Bye, okay. Love you. All right. That's Rich Eisen. It's his show, so you know who he is, right? I mean, do I even say, well, thanks so much, Rich. Uh, let's go to break. Thanks when we come back. On your own show. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Ross, just the funniest guy on the planet. Right after this break. Battle Creek, Michigan, 1963. Kellogg's and Post, sworn cereal rivals, race to create a pastry that will change the face of breakfast forever. A wildly imaginative tale of ambition, betrayal, and menacing milkmen, sweetened with artificial ingredients. Unfrosted stars Jerry Seinfeld in his directorial film debut. It features a supporting cast of comedy greats, including Melissa McCarthy, Jim Gaffigan, Hugh Grant, Amy Schumer, Max Greenfield, Christian Slater, Sarah Cooper, Bill Burr, and many more. Streaming right now on Netflix. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Susie Schuster here. With the great Jeffrey Ross, the Rose Master General, so thrilled to have him here promoting his new movie. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger, with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger's got the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by and spend some time with us. And Ooh. some of the jokes, yeah, you you alluded to um, something wild happening in the movie and didn't see that coming, by the way. I get um, roofied. Well, I don't want to give it all away, but I get roofied. You don't see a lot of rabbis get roofied (laughs) in a mainstream movie. Also, the last time I checked, you don't want your rabbi roofied when they're around uh, some manhood issues. I'm about to to perform a circumcision. (laughs) And I accidentally get roofied in the movie and it goes off the rails from there. And man, we laughed a lot on set. Um, uh, We had a real baby there. We had a... (laughs) So um, for me, it was a real thrill because I love Pete Farrelly and um, Jermaine Fowler, Andrew Santino, William H. Macy, John Cena, and Zac Efron. So I was just having so much fun just being around it all. And um, I think my scene, it's an 18-minute scene. It's one of the more uh, wild parts of the movie. I, I, I can't wait to, like, you know... Roll one up and sm- and watch this one with my friends. <laughs> Jeffrey Ross here on the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich Hi, Eisen. Susie. Hi, Jeffrey. You look like Julia Roberts. Ooh, I do. Very movie star today. You're making my day. Yeah. I mean, you usually see me like with sweatpants on and a ponytail. Feeding so. the dog, but this is good. I know. We have to have Nipsey over very soon, please. Yeah, she, missed, she asked about you. What did she say? She said, how's that lady Susie with all the treats and those two crazy dogs? Yeah, so she knows me. She yeah. knows me very, very yeah. well. Hey, um... What's more fun for you? Does it feel that much different doing something where you've got scripting and you're following the rules versus when you go out on a stage and anything is impossible or anything's possible in front of you? That's a good question. I think I like being able to jump around and do both. Like stand up, being on stage, obviously it's my first love. It's my hobby that turned into my life's mission. But every now and then you get a call going, there's a really funny part. They wrote it just for you or they want you to do it. And... And I'll do it. And not that often, but when I do it, it's really fun because I don't have to worry about writing it and creating it. I can just kind of show up and be funny. And, um, you know, when Peter Farrelly, it was interesting, Susie, because I was in, I was about to leave for Australia, New Zealand for a month on tour with Dave Chappelle. And when Peter Farrelly texted me, I was looking at the routing in Australia, New Zealand, and I'm reading Pete's text. And it was a long text and my heart kind of sank because I was like, here I am getting a movie offer from Peter Farrelly to work with John Cena and Zac Efron. And I'm probably not going to be able to do it because then I look a little closer at the offer and it says Melbourne on these dates. And then I look back at the, the, the routing for Chappelle's tour and it's in Melbourne. I'll be in Melbourne on those days. And it was like a one in a billion. I thought I was getting pranked. And it wound up working out perfectly where the whole cast and crew came to see me perform in Australia. And then a day later, here I am on set dressed as a rabbi. I mean, that has to be karma because anybody wants to work with Peter, right? He's one of the all-time great directors and the funniest. The cast is incredible. 
And yet you're just casually going to Sydney with Dave Chappelle, arguably, you know, one of the most impactful speakers and orators and teachers of our time. I mean, that's that's crazy good karma for you, Jeffrey. I got to do it all. And uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes sometimes show business can be really hard, but sometimes it just works out. What was the surprise in this movie that you had the most fun doing that maybe a person or who was it that surprised you? Oh, you know what? Um, John Cena steals a lot of the scenes that he's in. And I hadn't met him. I'd met him briefly around wrestling uh, just as a fan, but I hadn't known him as an actor. And he was so prepared. And then beyond that, took the material to another level of just hilarity. He plays... A crazy, he's, he's dressed like Britney Spears in this movie. He's running around <laughs> singing Boy George songs in his underwear. He plays this crazy uh, alcoholic trying to straighten his life up. And there's just joke after joke. I, I think about JPMs when I watch something like this, the jokes per minute. And they're just coming, coming, coming. But then, you know, we had some long days and I got to just sit and eat lunch with William H. Macy, who winds up being like the coolest laid back dude ever, like a real artist. And, of course, um, I got to be friends with Zac Efron, who I'm in love with. And I think that you may have broken the Internet when you were posting a selfie of you and him. And people are like, what the hell's going on here? (laughs) He has no shirt on holding my dog (laughs) on my Instagram. You know, uh, Zac's a sweetheart. He's, uh, you know, he's this beautiful specimen of human being. But on the inside, he's just this little menschy kind of nerdy kid who just wants to be loved. and, and, And he's always caring about his friends and and we've since gone on vacation together a couple times and uh he's a wonderful guy the one fun thing about acting that you don't get in stand-up is stand-up you're kind of out there with maybe one other person or by yourself but when you're on set suddenly you're surrounded by all these funny people and chances are you're one of the funnier people because you know actors (laughs) (laughs) ricky sinicki available for streaming on prime video next week on march 7th i mean did they ask you to punch up jokes? I wonder, you mentioned that Cena does a lot of weird things and his music set that he chooses, uh, what he does sounds pretty original yeah. in Atlantic City. I don't yeah. want to give it away, but let's just say. Um, yeah, there, he's like a dirty joke musical. I keep giving stuff away because the movie's so funny. I don't think it matters. It's nice to laugh again. Like, I feel like I don't want to go see a movie about a zombie or something depressing <laughs> like it, this was, it's like very fairly, like, and I say this with the ultimate of compliments. Yeah. It's stupid funny because yeah. you're laughing because it's so ridiculous, yeah. right? It's nice to laugh. I got to watch a pre-screening uh, in a room full of comedy fans and the, the movie just murders. So people watching at home on Amazon uh, next week are going to really laugh their butts off. And um, it's fun. It's fun having a something new come out that... That I don't. That that's not stand up. I kind of enjoy being able to talk about a movie. It's exciting. Are we going to see more acting from you? I hope not. I don't like getting up early in the morning. <laughs> Comedy's great. I can show up at ten o'clock at night and rip the roof off the hell. Once a year to do something like this is really fun. I'm acting in my new one man show, which is more of a dramatic piece. So um, I guess I'm warmed up for that. So let's talk about that because. I can't wait to go see it in May. And we're going to share all of the tour dates with you guys. Thank you. Both on our social media. And we'll keep talking about it here on the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen. Jeffrey Ross joins me here. And 
The show is called um, Take a Banana for the Ride. Yes. What the hell is that? Um, when I was a young comic starting out in New Jersey, I would take care of my grandfather um, who had all this old man stuff wrong with him. I'd lost my parents as a young man, and he'd lost his wife, and, and we were just two single guys living together. I was starting my comedy career, and my grandfather was living with me, and I would take him to the doctor all day, and then at night, I would go into New York and do open mics, and my grandfather would always give me a few dollars for gas and tolls and a banana. <laughs> He'd say, take a banana for the ride. I said, oh, I'll be fine, Pop. No, no, you never know. You could get stuck in traffic, whatever. You know, in a pinch, you could use it as a... But it was his way of saying, I can't go with you, but I'm there with you on the ride. And the show kind of takes off from there, talking about uh, all the people that made me who I am. And I did this show, Susie. I did this show as a young man in the 90s. After my grandfather passed away, I did this show at a bunch of festivals in the comedy world. And it was emotional for me. I couldn't really deal with it. So I put it away for decades. And then... Not too long ago, I lost three great buddies. The comedy world lost three great buddies within eight months. Norm MacDonald, Bob Saget, and Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, his birthday is this week. And it made me look back at the old show and think about some of the themes of resilience and bouncing back and when people mourn um, and how that how I dealt with that as a young man. And, and I kind of tied it all together into a new idea and a new show. And I'm going to be in uh, New Jersey at the Count Basie Performing Arts Center next week. I'll be in Norwalk, Connecticut next week. Kind of putting it up for the first time as a full, dramatic, musical, one-man performance. And then you've got Austin, Texas. We're going to do three nights at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival in in Austin at Moon Tower. And then I'm going to hit the South. So... It's a cathartic experience. I want people to come. If you're going through something, challenges in your life, this is a show uh, to see. I talk about my dog, losing my dog in the show. Uh, oh, yeah. None of it gets so sad. There's movies in the show. I try I try to make it a, uh, a cathartic, comedic, communal experience for everybody who comes out. You know, we were together when the world lost Bob Saget. Yeah. How has losing these three so recently changed you as a comedian? Man, well, I look at the pictures of me and Bob and Norm and Gilbert, and I go, how am I the one that sticks around to tell the story? I feel lucky that I got to know those guys. Those three guys were besties. I would just sit back and watch them make each other laugh. And I wanted to, one of the reasons I wanted to do this show, Take a Banana for the Ride, is because keeping their names alive is really important to me because I know if I was gone, they would do that for me. And Bob showed love. Bob would always, would always tell you he loved you at the end of every conversation. And I wish everyone a friend like Bob in their lives. And these are the guys who made me who I am. And the show's about some women who made me who I am in my life. And even uh, some of the, some of the great stories of resilience and bouncing back that I had to deal with as a young man. And Bob always said, do what's good for you. He always gave you positive advice, positive energy. So losing Bob is something that I still have trouble getting my head around talking about, you know, comics were like a tribe. When we lose a tribal member, it, it hurts for a long time, but it, it's important to 
keep telling his jokes and keep his memory alive. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen on The Rich Eisen Show. Jeffrey Ross is my guest. How did you become the Roast Master General? How did it go from just being a comedian out there pushing stand-up to realizing that I've got a niche here and this is going to be amazing? Wow. I got asked to do the roast. And being from Jersey, that was kind of in my blood. When you grow up in Jersey, like me, Newark, Union, and Springfield back then, everybody thinks that, um, they're an expert in busting chops. It's kind of like what we do. It's how we show love. It's so it, right? You guys know? Any so Jersey true. people here? Come on, right here. Don't Where? Tufo. Livingston. Oh, my God. I lost my virginity in Livingston. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas Eve one year. All the Jews got together for Chinese food, and we lost our virginities. <laughs> so, you know, that's how we talk, and that's how we develop our thick skin. And uh, um, I was, a, I was, I was, there was this one bully that roamed the halls of my high school and he would jump out of lockers and smash people right in the crotch. And he, he got me one time and I was down on the floor in pain. And I, I go through this entire sequence very dramatically in the take a banana for the ride show. And I realized I couldn't beat this kid up. So I stood up and shook it off and started insulting him. And by demeaning the bully, by taking the bully down with insults, I was able to um, neutralize him, where he was no longer a bully that bothered me by humiliating him. And I think the fun of that and the excitement of being able to defend myself with words, with jokes, made me sort of invincible. And I think that's really how I became the roast master. I don't think many people know this. I mean, the reason why we know you is because you approached Rich or saw him somewhere. I don't remember what exactly what was, do, but yeah. okay, tell us exactly. Well, finish your question. How did I meet Rich? No, it was more like just sharing with the audience. You know, it came because of the Hefner roast post nine eleven. I was I was on the street working on jokes for the roast of Hugh Hefner, which would have been three weeks after 9-11. So of course you're in New York, the place, everyone's walking around like this. There's ash in the air. There's a feeling of desperate, desperation. There's a feeling of death. I mean, what is it? It's the worst tragedy in New York history is happening all around us. And as a comic, I'm like, we can't cancel. Then the terrorists win. It didn't, it wasn't a cliche back then. You had to, the show must go on. The roast must go on. So I wrote a letter to Hugh Hefner. And let's face it, he was the reason the terrorists hated us. Like free speech <laughs> and sex and all that stuff. And and uh, I wrote a letter to the Friars Club. And I said, please, let's keep, instead of doing an after party, let's have a big fundraiser afterwards for the Twin Towers Fund. And... Comedy Central was down, and I was working on my jokes, working on my jokes just like any other roast, just road testing everything in the clubs, make sure I had a lot of good jokes about Hugh Hefner. Um, I said, uh, you know why Hugh Hefner has seven girlfriends? Uh, one to put it in and the other six to move him around. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you asked for it. I did. And then outside one of the clubs when I was preparing... I see this guy that I kind of recognize from TV. It's this little cute, pudgy Rich Eisen. 
I go, here's a nice, sweet Jewish guy who understands comedy. I said, Rich, nice to meet you. I'm Jeff Ross. I've seen you on SportsCenter. You're great. He's like, oh, I know you, Jeff Ross. I saw you roast Drew Carey and this and that. And we started chalking. I go, hey, what are you doing next 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 week? Uh, do you have a tuxedo? <laughs> he goes, yeah, I can find a tuxedo, which is a weird thing to ask somebody in the wake of 9-11. But I said, you know what? We're going we're gonna to get dressed up. We're going to celebrate life. We're going to celebrate free speech. We're going to do something patriotic. We're going to roast this publishing mogul, Hugh Hefner, that we all... Uh, that we all uh, 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 know that we're going to have lots of great jokes about, and it'll be a release for New Yorkers, a release in, tension, in the tension of what's been going on. And he understood that. He said, yeah, I'm coming. I said, I got your seat on the dais, big guy. And Rich and I have been friends ever since. He and almost that's passed out. Yeah. He, he called me. He's like, you're not going to believe what just were happened. Were you boyfriend and girlfriend back then, or were you married in uh... 2001? We were, we were um, just friends, just friends. Maybe. Just, friends. <laughs> just friends. You were still making them chase you at that yeah. point. I yeah, really? just friends. Yeah. We were just friends. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Hold on. 2001. When oh, do we get married? Oh, three. Oh, three. <laughs> Remember for, you're asking us. Wait a minute. Me, wait a minute. This is the we saddest know, we were thing dating. I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> How do you not know if you were married on 9-11? We weren't married. I was out here. I was out here and he was in New York and he called me and he said, you're not going to believe what just happened. He's like, the craziest thing just happened. I'm going to be on the dance. He's like, but, you know, because, you know, Rich is a, you know, he's a failed stand-up comedian. His, all he wanted to do was be a stand-up comedian. And so meeting you was like, and being exposed to those people on the dance, it was probably one of the best nights of his life. I'm not joking. I take, I take, I, I wouldn't let, I won't, I won't let you call him a, fa- he's an evolved. Evolved. Stand-up comedian. I have so many more questions for you. Okay. Failed means he works, he, it means that he works, you know, a job that he doesn't love. True. But he's he used comedy to take him to a new place. What do we what do we not know about Dave Chappelle that you know so well? Only because I've been so moved by listening to him in the few times that we've yeah. been together. Well, Dave is a very empathetic person. He has a tattoo that says human on his arm. And I always think he goes to the human side of himself before anything else. And he doesn't have a mean bone in his body. Everybody, you know, his his comedy is thoughtful. He's not just saying things to say them. And he's a great dad and a great husband and a great friend. You talk about 9-11. We spent 9-11 together. Um, his his uh, wife, Elaine, and their son, Suli, and Dave were outside my apartment in at 300 Mercer Street on the day. And I, I, when the first tower fell, I ran out to get uh, sandwiches and cash because I had a feeling people might be evacuating Lower Manhattan and coming up towards Greenwich Village. So I ran out and I got whatever I could get from the grocery stores before they sold out. And I came home in 15 minutes and and I saw Dave with a with Elaine and a, and a baby stroller covered in white ash. Uh, I was like, wow, I, this makes us friends for life. Hmm. This is a real bonding thing here. And, and we were friends. We'd already been very good friends. So Dave is, um, beyond that big celebrity, he's got a mensch of a heart. Nice, nice. 
Um, before we go, the Brady roast is coming up. Yeah, I mean, baby. and that is. Are you psyched? That Are is you psyched, on May fifth. Yeah. yeah, Tom Brady is in that Los a good Angeles. Target? The groat, the greatest roast of all time. Can you believe it? Has there ever been a roast that people are more up your craw with than the one (laughs) with Tom Brady? Tom is a great target. And what it really shows is that if a seven-time Super Bowl champ can take a joke, anybody can. So I think it's a great lesson for everyone else in sports, even if you're in high school sport, like anybody should be able to not take themselves so seriously. And the fact that he's doing this, I really admire the fact that he's showing the world that he has thick skin, he can take a joke, and he's like, bring it, whatever, whoever, I'm ready. So to be that made, to be that made, and be able to take the pads off and the helmet off and just go, what do you guys got? To me, really really puts them on a level that no one else is on. Fantastic. I think it's uh, going to be great live on Netflix. May 5th. Netflix is a joke festival. It's going to be one of those. It's called the Groats, greatest roast of all time. And I have a feeling it's going to live up to that. Oh my God. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. You coming? Yeah. All right. You can, I'll sit on the dais. Rich can sit in the audience. (laughs) That'd be great. Can you imagine? He would pass out. It'd be so great. I'm sure he's hit you up seven or eight times. All right, let's let's just promote Ricky Sinicki, hysterical, coming out on uh, Prime. Amazon Prime. Yep. Can't wait for that. I think it's March 7th. March 7th. Saw it. It's fantastic. I laughed the whole Thank time. You. And you. You steal the movie. Thank you. Wow. Take a banana for a ride. I, I, I didn't understand what it was. And now that I do... I love it even more. Susie, you're going to love this show. I want you to come. I'm doing okay. it in L.A. Uh, for the Netflix Comedy Festival. I think that's May, May 9th. Yeah. At the Masonic Lodge. I'll be there. Yeah. Can't At the wait. Hollywood Forever Cemetery. It's going to be a fun fun one. And I'm in my old my old stomping grounds of Jersey and Connecticut next week. Then I'm hitting uh, Austin for the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. I'm going to do a three-night run of the show there. Then North and South Carolina in June. We'll post all the dates. Let's I really appreciate that. This means so it. much to me. Thank oh, you for letting you me so talk much. about the show and everything. It's so great. Jeffrey yeah. Ross joining us here on The Rich Eisen Show. Say hi to the fam, babe. I will. And to Nipsey. Yeah. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. How many um, planks do you have to break to be a black belt? How many do you have to, is that, is that, is that an actual metric here? I don't think there's a number, but I think it's when the pressure's on, when the tournaments happen, when the tests happen. Why, I'll break one right now if you need one. Do we have one anywhere? Can we get a plank for this? The hot take plank, but oh, don't break that. The hot take plank. Hot take plank. I mean, why not? It's a two by that two by four. That's what right there. What kind of wood is it? Now you got me. Yeah, I have man. no idea. Let me see it. Hold on. <laughs> Standard plywood. I'm guessing. Get ready to cancel my show at Morongo tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I have a broken hand. Sweatshirt. We haven't taken it off in years. This would be amazing. Here, feel if that. You could break this. Is that a proper? Uh, I can break this. <laughs> I haven't done this since I was 12. Okay, do you want to give it a try if you think you can do it? But this is what I learned at the House of Empty Hands in Newark, New Jersey. Okay, very good. Here you go. Did it break? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Right. Hold it down, would that be better? Yeah, that'd be good. Chris, you hold it on the other hold side. Hold it on the other side, Chris. All right, it's going. Hold it, pull it, pull it out a little bit more. So the end is, is on the box. You don't even have uh, any, you don't have any music from uh, Karate Kid? If he gets it, Gloria Lock, I'll play Gloria Lock. Here we go. Forget it. <laughs> Damn it! I really thought I could do it, Rich. I really thought I could do it. It's okay, Jeff. We still love you. <laughs> it's all right. Eight, seven. Back to wrap up this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Full disclosure: we taped our interview with Jeff Ross uh, right before we heard the news of Richard Lewis passing at the age of 76 yesterday. And um, his heart was broken, and I really didn't want to ask him about it because it was too fresh, so I just wanted to... There's Jeff Ross FaceTiming in right now. And uh, I wanted to share that with you because, um, you know, we're sensitive to that. Richard Lewis was a great friend of the show. I'd love to close out the show today by sharing this clip of the last time he was on with Rich. We had dinner once. We went out for dinner. Yeah. He calls me up and he said, I said, what time? He called me up in the afternoon. He said, let's have dinner. I'll meet you there now. It's always now. It's like some <laughs> diva actress. And yeah. I said, what you know, come on, what are you now? He says, let's have dinner. I said, I, I just had a hero sandwich. He said, all right, I'll meet you at 401. <laughs> 401. I said, then we were on the phone for an hour. I said, and we got up to 518. I said, all right. And it was this high profile thing in, on Rodeo Drive or one of those streets in Beverly Hills that, yeah. he, used, that he goes to a lot. He's, he's a regular guy, but he, he's Larry David. Yeah, he can go wherever he wants. I so can I for that matter. So I got there an hour early <laughs> yeah. to pay the check. I said to the mate, hey, Mr. Lewis, how are you? Don't call me Richard, but listen, I'm paying for dinner. And he says, oh, no, you can't pay. I went, what do you mean I can't pay? I can't, what do you mean I can't pay? <laughs> no, Mr. David will be upset. I don't, I don't care about it. Then I did my, my Norman. What do you mean? I don't care about him. He can't follow me. I can't follow him. He can't follow me. I can catch him. I can. So he said, no, we, we won't allow it. I said, what do you mean you won't allow it? It was a screaming match. This sounds like I an said, episode of Curb, by the way. Yes. And I said, take my credit card. So I sit down. 
Larry comes an hour late after this hour phone call, 416, 503, 518. He was like an, a Jewish airport controller, out of control. So he gets there, and I said, Larry, why don't we make believe it's 1972 and we're broke and we're all we care about is is comedy and and uh, and you know and, and just our passion for our craft and, and whatever. And he and he says, What do you mean? I don't want to mean what I mean. We used to go to a Chinese restaurant, cheap. I'd get soup. We'd split it. I'd get, what do you want, beef? All right, I'll get the shrimp. All right, don't take too much of my shrimp. Then we'll split it. It was like $5, okay? He says, we're not going to split anything here. I go, why not? You'll hurt the feelings of the chef. I said, I couldn't care less about the chef. I just, I'm hungry. He says, I know him. He's a personal friend. I went, you know, and now I'm worried about the, the check, Okay. The chef comes out with 18 entrees on a turntable. <laughs> Big enough. We should have sent it to the Army and to the Navy and to the Marines and all, and to a third world country. The, we don't even have a discussion, Rich. The phone rings. Steve Martin, comedian, of course. And he doesn't say goodbye. He gets up. He goes, I forgot I have poker night. And he leaves. <laughs> and he leaves me with 100 thousand dollar bill <laughs> with this Chinese food that I couldn't even recognize. It looked like a peacock smoking a joint. I didn't even know what it was. He called himself the Prince of Pain, but he brought so much joy to the world. We will really, really miss Richard Lewis. And, you know, guys, we when we went to the Curb premiere a couple weeks ago, Richard wasn't there. And Larry had said from the stage, you know, Richard couldn't be here tonight. We looked at each other thinking, oh, I hope he's okay. But, um, I don't think that any, anybody was expecting it like this. And we send our condolence and our love to his family. Yeah, what an absolute legend. And if you're, if you're caught up on, on curb, then, you know, you know, they had a scene together on the golf course. They're joking about putting each other in their will. It's just super funny. And then to have this happen a couple of weeks later, it's just so sad. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Larry's coming in to talk to Rich pretty soon. And I know that they will talk at length about his love of football. I mean, he was an Ohio State guy. I think Richard let that slip by. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I and you know, one thing Jeff said is that his um, his family were caterers from New Jersey, and that Richard Lewis's family were caterers from New Jersey, and that they had that in common, and that Richard Lewis just made Jeff feel so at home when he entered the comedy world. You know, you just can't discount good people like that who reach out to others and try to include them as as opposed to exclude. It's been a really fun show today. Chris Russo, Christopher, we call him Christopher here. Dougie. Christopher Russo was fantastic. <laughs> Peter King is a dream as always. Having Jeffrey Ross over, a dear friend of mine, was fantastic. And, you know, my husband, <laughs> pretty cute. He listened to us talk about Jimmy G and he took it all in stride. So that was very good. <laughs> but I'll be back in the chair tomorrow. Um, Brett Musburger will be with us. And you know how much I love talking to him. Let's ask him if he thinks he should be in the Hall of Fame. And I can't wait to hear his answer. A couple other guests ahead. It's been a pleasure being with all of you. For all of us here at the Ridge Eisen Show, Thanks so much. Have a great Thursday. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.